1: Yeah. No, I see the... I'm wearing a hat and it's just just this aggressive little curl just popping out.
0: I'm not going to lie. There was like an angle where you had your head that I was like, oh shit, is that Josh? (laughs) You look just like your brother for a minute because he's got the long hair now and he wears a hat a lot.
1: Wearing a mask uh, around the building. I think one of my neighbors actually thought that I was a woman. And I don't say oh. that in like to the extent that i uh, would be offended at all. Um, I, you know, I've got this this luscious curl here going on, and I do <laughs> I look a lot like my mother. And so I just thought it was funny because there there have been very few times in my life that I feel like anyone could like actively mistake me for you know not being like male presenting. You know, usually sure. usually unshaven at best, like big bushy right. beard at worst uh but i've been clean shaven lately i've got my my longer hair it's kind of kind of like the the asymmetrical thing going i don't i don't know it's i th- i think that they said, they they like said to someone else she and i was just like no i'm not going to correct you it's fine mm, it's
0: whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> i you know i never uh i never like that never bothered me like when i was younger i had i had long hair not as long as my hair is now but i had you know longer hair Your hair is very it, long now it, my hair is very like my <laughs> hair has gotten to the point where it's like fucking metal and i love it um but yeah you know there were times and you know i was a very baby face uh person mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for for most of my life and you know people would would say oh you know excuse me you know uh, miss and stuff like that when i was like young teen like probably like 17 18 and maybe until i was about like 22 and slowly started growing out uh, facial hair and it never bothered me and some of my friends would get really mad and i'm like yeah. but it's not an insult. That was just like, that's like their perception. Yeah. And so they said that because that's what they perceived. Like, you know, I no like a dog doesn't get mad if I'm like, Oh, what a cute boy. And they're like, Oh, it's a girl. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, what a cute girl. And they're just like, yeah. Cause like who fucking cares?
1: I got <laughs> ma'am a lot when I would be on, on phones at the, like the one job mm-hmm. where I was like constantly making or receiving phone calls, uh, at the collections agency. Um, and that, that always weirded me out because again, we, we've we talked about before the, the difference in like how you hear your own voice versus how the world hears you. And until right. I got really accustomed to what my voice actually sounds like, I, like, I'd be like, I don't understand. Like, how could you think that? But then I hear myself I'm like, oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, well, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would get that like to, you know, I'd call and be like, yes, this is Michael. And they'd be like, okay, well, ma'am. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Do you you know anyone, any females named Michael? I was like, that's cool. I mean, I guess my mom's name is Michaeline, and people call her Mike, but like, like, still? (laughs) In my life, I can name
1: uh, Dr. Mike uh, from from Dr. Quinn, a medicine woman, and uh, Michael Burnham. And that, I think, is it.
0: Yeah? Okay. I don't think I could name any. Yeah. Well, now you can name well, two I, because I just Now I can name two. <laughs> right. You just you just said them out loud, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I uh, you know, uh speaking of mistakes, this was the last one of the month uh and uh I think we did good this time. So that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a podcast. I'm your host Michael Fight.
1: And I often wonder what would happen if this film went to some other podcast, but it went to mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so we uh so this is the last of the month. We tried all month to watch big blockbuster movies. We really tried. We're like, like
1: we just we thought we'd do something different.
0: Yeah, you know, it was April, and you know, we're we're trying these big movies and uh we're closing out the month because there's a new one coming up um uh called Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a long-awaited sequel of the Top Gun movies. So we're like you know what I've never seen it you know I know like a lot of the 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 scenes from it from the original Top Gun I was like we should let's watch fucking Top Gun yeah yeah I had never seen it yeah you know so that being said like I do remember a lot of the things like you know like uh, Tom Cruise is the main character in Top Gun yeah 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 Val Kilmer's in Top Gun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I know that there's like the whole like talk to me goose and like uh I feel the need for speed I didn't I didn't hear any of that. No, and like, and it was what, uh, was Eric Roberts what, in Top Gun? I, you know, he looked a lot older. I thought Top Gun was like made in the early eighties, but like he kind of looks like how he does now.
1: And like a lot of the the technology in this movie seemed way too new.
0: Yeah, but also like bad at the same time. Yeah, I don't so, know. This just
1: didn't didn't. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Oh. God damn it! Don't, don't, they, don't, don't tell me.
0: They gotta stop making name movies with the same name. So it looks like we watched Top Gunner oh, and not Top Gun. God well, I, damn it! It's it, I mean, like don't make movies. I mean, it has a, the picture of the plane in the beginning, and it says yeah, the whole thing. Like yeah, it I mean, looks just like it.
1: I mean, like the 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 poster is got it's a guy in a in a in a plane cockpit. He's got a, a stars and stripes helmet, like. What what am I supposed to think?
0: Yeah, I mean the description says that it's graduates of a uh, US Air Force, uh, learning to fly planes, like that's the plot of of Top Gun, yeah, right? They're they they're in flight school learning to to fly. That's what I thought, yeah. I you know, <laughs> goddammit. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways, so we watched the movie <laughs> Top Gunner which uh you can watch over on TV.com. Uh this movie stars Eric Roberts, uh you know, he, dude, I you know... I'm starting to worry about Eric Roberts. I'm star- I'm having general concerns. <laughs> Eric Roberts has done, like, 770 titles listed in IMDb. And I know they're not all movies or, or TV shows. Some of them are, like, a- appearances and stuff like that. But, like... It- Does Eric need money? Th- like, should we should we be offering him money to, like, not do movies at this point?
1: Just looking at the sheer number of projects... That are listed from, like, this year and forward that are in, like, announced filming, post-production, etc., etc., etc. Like, all the ones that have... There's, like, a few dozen things that he's involved in in just, like, this year.
0: Which is crazy because it's not even halfway done yet.
1: It's, like, every person... Except us, who wanted to make a movie this year, was like, we gotta get Eric Roberts.
0: We gotta get Eric Roberts. That's where we fucked up. We should have gotten Eric Roberts in our got- movie. Oh my god, who would Eric Roberts have played in our movie? Uh, probably. Oh, fuck. Maybe the dry one, <laughs> or the weird one.
1: <laughs> or I mean, we could have gotten him as the as the voice of Somnium.
0: We could have gotten him as voice. Like, hey yo, it's Somnium over. Here. <laughs> I just opened it up and look at that somnia map. What makes you think
1: I want to see your dreams? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Eric Roberts. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so Top Gunner. So here's the thing. Uh, Top Gunner is another one of those, you know, mockbuster, uh, you know, mockbuster movies where it it takes the premise of a very popular film. And basically, just redoes it, like mm-hmm. you know, does it as close to uh you know copyright infringement as possible, um, and it uh, does it. So this one waited uh, a good shit 40, 30, 40 years before they. Uh, the, let's see, this came out in twenty twenty, and Top Gun came out in twenty uh, or in nineteen eighty six. So yeah,
1: the claim here is that they're 30, they're trying years. to do a mockbuster of Top Gun Maverick, but I don't. I don't think that that's true. I mean, I think that they're trying to capitalize on the release of Top Gun Maverick, but this, I I feel like this is very much a, a mock of the original Top Gun.
0: Yeah, because the original Top Gun is they're in flight school and the new Top Gun, he's Tom Cruise is supposedly retired and out of and they they pull him back in for one last mission. Yeah,
1: I swear to God if they put if they, if they try to tell us that Tom Cruise is still like a young man in training in this new movie, I will fucking I, I don't know. I'll I'll do something.
0: Wait, how old is Tom, How old is Tom Cruise? Oh, I love this. Tom Cruise is 59. Is that all? That's it? Honestly,
1: I thought he was older than that.
0: I 100% thought he was older than that because, like, that means he was only like 18. What? He was like, what, 23 when he made Top Gun?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he would have no. been 19 when we were born, roughly. Yeah. 19, 20 right. ish. Um, This also,
0: I guess he was like 25, but yeah.
1: I feel like before we even like try to get into talking about this film, uh, we have to put right out there that this is yet another uh, brought to you by The Asylum.
0: Yeah. I you know, they've got they've got it on lock of these sort of mock bluster uh, mock buster. I keep saying mock bluster. I mean, there's a bit of bluster
1: um, in them as well. There was
0: a lot of bluster in this movie. <laughs> Good call cube. Uh, yeah, I mean they they've got it. I just don't know like Okay. I, I wanna know how they get away with doing it. Like, you know, obviously this one was probably of the four we've watched, this one was the closest to the actual plot. Or I guess independence day disaster was too. But this one was probably the closest to the actual plot, uh, I think. I don't know. I never watched Top Gun, so I don't even know if like the whole Russian thing happened, say, but something happened.
1: Top Gun had to have been Cold War era because I mean that was Yeah, eighty six, yeah. Like, Basically, like right towards the end uh, of the Cold War, uh, so it would have it would have had to have been you know, concerns about the Ruskies. <laughs> the Ruskies
0: uh, when and sh- they're back again, and
1: everything comes around full circle. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I I feel like the only reason they get away with it is because they they give you just enough to be like clearly uh, parodying a like a major IP. But then they go so far off base, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> that like they like they can say like I mean this is obviously not the same movie. Right. There's, like no no person in their their right mind would would mistake these two movies, uh, except you know these two assholes.
0: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> like it's like I'm McDowell's. They got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. Yes. They got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. Both got two all-beef fatty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions, but their buns have sesame seeds. My buns have no seeds. That is direct from uh, Coming to America, <laughs> McDowell's instead of McDonald's. Oh,
1: my God. There, there's uh, Coming to America, Paraphernalia, as well as the uh, Good Burger Mobile uh, at two separate locations of a local uh, hamburger place here.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. The Good Burger one—that's that's like pretty the dope. the
1: actual car from Good Burger is parked outside one of the locations of High Point Drive in here in St. Louis.
0: Wow! Mm. It was Good Burger set in St. Louis? I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure it was set in California. I think somebody just decided to get their hands on the, the car. <laughs> I mean, I good for them. That's fucking awesome. Uh, so uh, I'm
1: gonna go ahead and put right out there the the single biggest complaint that I have with this movie. Uh, just right before we talk about anything plot related, uh, this movie was filmed on location in New Mexico. Uh, sure. and so we get some, some desert and some mountain terrain, we get some, some snow and whatnot. It is ostensibly set in Baja, California, which is on yeah. the, the, Me- the, the peninsula strip extending South from California, but on the Mexico side of the border, um, It is at various times referred to as Central America, which it is not because it is Mexico, uh, which is not technically Central America. It is North America. It is North America. Uh, And it is referred to as an island at one point. Uh, <laughs> and uh they also managed to reuse the same shooting locations uh very obviously for the vague uh combat scene in the very beginning of the movie as well as the later ground operations uh once the plot starts rolling and it is so. it is so obvious that it is the exact same location um, but they, I mean, they don't say where they were to begin with, but it was somewhere far enough away that they had to like crash land in, in this area on their way back to the States. So presumably they were either like further South in like South or Central America and coming back North, or maybe they were coming across the state. It doesn't really tell us where, um, the, this group of, uh, black ops, paramilitary, whatever. We don't actually oh, don't uh, even, we
0: never even learn what the b- fuck they are. So they're black ops just because they're black, Caleb. Oh, yeah. Oh, rude. <laughs> well, you know that that was the first thing when uh, when this movie first started. I was like, ah, well, obviously this isn't actually Top Gun because there are more than one black person. Yeah, <laughs> black person in this movie. I mean, there is one black person in Top Gun. Showdown is, uh, is a, but there was like, oh, there's two black people. It's definitely not a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> I'm not saying Tom Cruise is racist. But- I'm just saying there aren't a lot of black people in his movies.
1: I'm also not saying that he isn't.
0: <laughs> Just saying. I mean, Tom Cruise is from uh, this area. He is from Syracuse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Which is fucking weird to think, like, Tom Cruise, Mel Gibson, Alec Baldwin all grew up, like, and uh, um, Richard... Richard, uh, Richard Gere. Oh, what's his name? Richard Gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, all grew uh, up, like, within throwing stones.
1: Uh, speaking of throwing, uh, there's also Bobcat. Wait, does he throw things? I don't, I don't know if he throws things. Yeah.
0: No, but uh, uh, my mom did physically throw him out of the warm room here when she fired yeah. him, <laughs> which is an amazing story. Her, him and uh, Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, she <laughs> she fired them <laughs> and because she, she, in quote, used to say that they were the biggest bunch of assholes she's ever worked with. I believe that. She fired them, and they were like, you can't fire us, blah, blah, blah. And so she physically picked them up by the collar (laughs) and threw them out of the war memorial. And I think that's amazing. I
1: don't doubt that for a second, having only met your mother once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Yeah. So here's the other thing that gets me is, so in the beginning of the movie... You know, it opens up with this Black Ops team and they're like, we got to get the payload. And it's it was like the most generic, like, du- like, I don't know. It was just so fucking generic. And I just was like, well, this is stupid. So they, you know, they're, they're like sniping down people and it's very like Rambo-esque. And then they pick up the package, but like it's covered in snow. And I'm like, okay, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like they're somewhere else. They're in Russia, right? Like that's where they're getting this package. Maybe. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. they say, that, like, we got to get it from the Russians before they do insert
1: things. Or they talk about the, the Russians are, like, providing this bioterrorism weapon to terrorist cells around the world to help destabilize, uh, like, nascent democracies. Right. Um, okay. So that, I mean, that allows this to be set vaguely anywhere.
0: Right, 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 right. And so they get the box, you know, uh, they, they get in their cool little stealth plane and they fly away. Um, but as they do, I, I kind of didn't really understand why they needed to make an emergency landing. Cause like they weren't getting shot at or anything. No. It's just like the main guy died and then that was it. <laughs> okay.
1: So this brings me to my, the, the, probably the first time that my blood began boiling at this movie. Um, <laughs> And when I tell you that, like, I spent the entire movie yelling about uh, them needing a script supervisor, thanks to you, (laughs) Um, and especially after seeing how hard a good script supervisor works. Um, Right. So, first of all, we have this standoff in the Hills of Vague, Wintry area where they're trying to get the payload uh, from the Russians, in quotes, Uh, and, you know, we've got the, the one sniper who's, like, picking them off as literally every single Russian file's one by one through this narrow pass just to be picked off. And like, no one thinks to go a different direction. Or whatever. They get that one of, one of the, um, the black ops soldiers, U S soldiers, whatever, uh, takes a shot to like the arm, whatever. And like, you know, manages to, to, get out of there. And they, they take off in their undamaged plane with their perfectly healthy pilot, who is apparently also like the captain of the expedition or whatever. And then, like, next thing we know, they're out of fuel, and the captain is bleeding out in the fucking cockpit of this experimental jet. Uh, it conveniently, where the only place that they can, like, make a safe crash landing is at this obscure, like, new army, uh, like Air Force base uh, on loan from the Mexican government in Baja, California, which is also an island in Central America.
0: I <laughs> I'm so mad. I like I because I remember like I you know, look, I, I looked away for a minute or two, like maybe or just for a few seconds, you know, maybe like adjusted my dog or something or like took a bite of pizza or whatever. But all of a sudden, I was like, wait, who the fuck is that guy? When the pilots started dying, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember him being in this group. And then I was like, wait, why is he bleeding? None he wasn't. Them, like, the one dude got shot, and then he was fine. Yeah. And then now this guy's bleed. Like, why is he bleeding? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And then they like, they're like, they like, we have to make an emergency landing. Uh, and then it cuts to... Or, well, they, they, like, get the thing, and they get their thing. And then it cuts to the Army base, or the, the Air Force base. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... so so wait, what? And then it was like 15 minutes into the, into that before we saw them like having to crash land here. And I'm like, yeah. Cause like after it happened, I was like, wait, so like, who are those people and why is this important? Yeah. (laughs) Why are we on an air force base now with none of those people being referenced? Like it's not a flashback, is it? It was very confusing.
1: And so that like, Already, we have okay. Now there are there are two divergent plot lines that they have to try to mesh together. We have this yeah. covert ops where they're trying to like uh, retrieve this um, bioterrorism weapon from the Russians so that they can get it back to the CDC to create a um, an antidote or like a, a, a what do we call them the uh, vaccination the vex- vaccine, yeah. uh, which I also hate that they uh, just. Constantly misuse the uh, the term CRISPR, uh, CRISPR, which is a, yeah. uh, a a form of like genetic engineering, genetic uh, uh, gene editing technology, uh, but they keep referring to this genetically engineered virus as the CRISPR. And I'm just like that, right? I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we have some people uh, who listen who are like actually smart when it comes to uh, genetic engineering and, and gene-based medicines. Uh, if you are, please add us because I would like to know is my rage justified here? But I don't think that that's how that works. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think you call it by the it, the process. It, you would. It is not the CRISPR. In fact, it is uh, clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats. So, it is It is simply a technique uh, of, like, gene-based editing for, for like, medication and whatnot. Uh, rather than, <clears throat> like, it's not a crisper. It's not like what you got in your fridge, buddy. Uh, it's not hey, a drawer Caleb, where you me, keep your lettuce fresh.
0: You gotta get me the crisper. You gotta get the crisper. My genes are failing. I need the crisper. <laughs> you gotta keep them fresh in the crisper. In the crisper. Uh,
1: okay. First, oh, so... As an aside, this the CRISPR, uh, they're literally just carrying around in a beat-up old toolbox. Uh and somehow yeah. this glass canister that looks like it's straight out of like TMNT2, uh glowing blue and everything, uh, it survives multiple like aerial cr- like crashes as well as being like toned around and like passed back and forth, like never cracks, never breaks, like nothing. Uh so I'm not really sure there was much to be worried about. This canister seems solid. Uh And yet they have, like, we we have an artificial, like, deadline of, like, you know, in 12 hours. It'll become unstable and it'll become airborne and kill everyone. Like, again, I don't think that
0: that's how it works. Right. But... That's, like it's not an avocado you're walking around with. Like, let's. <laughs> it's not just gonna, calm down here. <laughs> it's not just going to go bad, <laughs> <laughs> like any minute.
1: <laughs> well, you, you got to keep it in the crisper.
0: <laughs> you got to keep it in the crisper. That's what you got to do with your avocados, or they turn brown instantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you have this storyline, which in and of itself is kind of interesting. All right, so covert ops trying to stop bioterrorism. All right, like maybe we will pursue that, and then we cut to we're at uh, awesome air force base or whatever this like new air force base that apparently is staffed by five people and like only and like yeah. three pilots a mechanic a drill sergeant and a colonel uh so i guess that's six people i don't know uh yeah <laughs> well it was
0: kind of confusing because like we only ever saw four pilots mm-hmm. but that one point we see like nine planes oh, yeah. in the air Easily. and i'm like who are flying those other fucking planes? You only ever see these three or four people.
1: I mean, I guess it's implied that, like, these hot shots, because uh, I, I think the lesson you really learn from any of these movies is that you got to be a hot shot in order to be a good pilot. You got to right. You got to have the guts yep. and you got to have the, the ego. The moxie. The moxie. Yeah.
0: Break, break all the rules. Never follow uh, the, the instructor's orders in any way whatsoever. Do what you want. Sexually harass the only female on the base. Yep. Very important. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, that's, and then you'll be a Top Gun-er too. Uh,
1: and to their credit, there was also a possibly gay subste- subtext between two of the characters. They don't really explore it. I kind of wish they had because yeah. like the one, one woman was paired off with, with a guy named Cowboy or something like that because of course, and then the right. other two guys were like, were really close, like really cared a lot about each other. And it was hard to tell, like, are they just, are they close friends or is there more there? And I want to know. I'm like, it, yeah, it, I, if it's love, I want to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know, at first I thought maybe they were like brothers or something. They kind of looked a little and bit then, like they could be. But then there was that scene where he was like, oh, I was just calling my sister. And I was like, oh, y- oh, okay. So not our sister. Got it. Yeah. So you're not. I was like, but what? Where? And like, why are you not always there? Because yeah. like I see the three of these guys. And sometimes you're there, and then sometimes you're just not. Yeah. Like, what you doing, buddy?
1: <laughs> it's kind of implied that there are more people on this base, but they've all fucked off for Thanksgiving. Except yeah. for the, our main characters who just happen to be the, the hotshot pilots who got themselves in trouble from pulling risky maneuvers on the day before they go on leave.
0: Right, Cause, yeah, because they keep saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, you're here over the holidays or something, and that's why it's not... Yeah. Um, like uh, that's why they're not the thing was
1: it it was the Spielman I think who who goes into too steep of a climb and his plane stalls out because of course we all like at this point I think everyone knows that if you go into too steep of a climb you're just going to stall
0: out and I mean it's going to take I've seen the trailer for Top Gun yeah I know how this works
1: it's going to take until like just the the last point where you couldn't possibly recover if you if it goes any further and then you're going to like regain control and like pull out of it and everyone's going to be like oh you got lucky
0: Spielman Right. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, I think that is, that's something that does actually happen in Top Gun. I
1: think so. I, yeah. I've definitely oh. seen that happen in other movies. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was something that featured prominently in, in Top Gun. That just, that seems like the kind of thing a uh, hotshot uh, daredevil, like uh, give no fuck sort of pilot would do.
0: Yeah. It is just like him. <laughs> Um, I tell you, it's, ya, it's also hard, hot shots. it's also
1: hard to tell who is supposed to be the hot shot here because they're all kind of like just bad at what they do.
0: Yeah. You know, that was another thing that I thought was very interesting is that, uh, you know, you have your three main cadet people. So we have, uh, Lieutenant Brown, we have Brown, uh, Spielman and, um, Barrett, right. Mm-hmm. Barrett, I assume, was supposed to be like the the maverick of the group, like the the Tom Cruise guy. But like they don't they never really like kind of centered on any one of them. And they all had the most generic lines, you know? like, and most of them were eighty yard, which I thought was really interesting. There was like so many times where it was like they're walking and you see their faces and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go off to the barracks, not if I get there first, oh you, and it's like, you can see that they're not talking, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like, who the fuck added in this bullshit like, like, fat for no reason.
1: How about the time that Eric Roberts' character, uh, Colonel Herring, uh, is holding up a walkie-talkie, very obviously not speaking, but we hear his voiceover.
0: Yeah. Like, there are right? so
1: many instances of that. Like, even Owen is like, they were definitely not moving their mouths there as they're like walking yeah. through the woods and like having a full on conversation, and everyone is stone faced, not saying a word. Like, yeah. how do you like. Okay, there's. I think there's a lot of leeway given for, like, little things with eyeline and continuity and whatnot that, that you can miss if you're not really paying attention. Or even if you really are paying attention, but you're moving fast. Like, there, there's there's some some leeway to be given for sure. small mistakes. But several scenes where your characters are having full conversations and nobody's mouths are moving, that's not okay.
0: Yeah. it It was really, like... You know, the, there was no setup to make it feel like we were transitioning time periods where it was like you saw a person talking mm-hmm. and then the conversation carries on and it dissolves to them like, yeah. you know, moving further down And the voice. You know, the the audio is kind of, I think that's called an L cut um, or a J cut. It's like one of those two. I don't know. I didn't learn that in film school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, where it's like the audio carries over to the next scene, but you hear the person, but you don't see. But it was like, not done that way so the people were talking and it just was very like what and and the problem is is most of the time they didn't add anything that i was like oh gotcha like that's important a lot of times it was just that generic like well we're on an army an air force base and look at all these planes See, there are a lot of planes i know there's so many planes yeah. i want to get in that <laughs> fancy jet and i was just like what the fuck are you saying like what purpose does this serve? Like, I don't give a fuck about your, your like, inane banter. No. Like, move the plot, man. <laughs> uh, like, tell me about you. Who the fuck are you? I don't even know who half you people are. The one thing that I will give them
1: some credit for, for, for getting creative, because there's only, like, 12-ish, like, it's, like, low double digits uh, cast listed, like, named uh, for yeah. this movie. Uh, I am fairly positive that with the, like... Two exceptions of a quote-unquote Russian, and I say that very much in quotes because these are some of the worst Russian accents I've ever heard, uh, yeah. without, like, masks on. With, with, with the exception of those two guys, every time you see a Russian soldier, uh, they're walking around in, like, all black and, like, a black balaclava on, and I am... positive that it's just all the same actors just wearing balaclavas and i kind of love that because you don't ever actually see uh more than a couple russians and a couple of americans on screen at the same time so it would be very easy to just swap wardrobe and do that and that's kind of clever
0: it is you know it's interesting though this is also a pre-pandemic movie Mm -hmm. so it's not like they did that because it like they just did it because they were like cheap yeah (laughs) They, just, they were like, we don't want to spend, we spend all our money on Eric Roberts uh, for all of the five minutes he's actually on screen. And half the time, he's definitely drunk. Oh my like, God. This is in real life, Eric Roberts is definitely drunk while doing most of this movie. This is, and like, listen, listen. The writing for
1: this movie is atrocious. Like the dialogue is some of the worst and most inconsistent that I've ever seen. And I mean, four years of this podcast, that is saying something. But Mm -hmm. also this is hands down the worst performance I've ever seen from Eric Roberts. And it made me sad because it's either that like he just phoned it in and, as you said, was completely drunk or he's reaching like Sean Connery and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen levels where like Eric Roberts didn't know he was in this movie. Uh, and like, oh, yeah. I mean, both of those things can be true. He could have also been drunk. Uh, but like, I'm not positive that if you asked Eric Roberts about this movie that just came out like two years ago, that he would remember doing it.
0: Oh, yeah. He would be like, ah. Listen, kid, I've done 80 movies in the past seven months. Really I ain't got has. time for... <laughs> oh, my God. I ain't got time to remember some bullshit flight movie.
1: <laughs> and, that, like, that's the thing. Like, he is also doing so many projects right now. And, like, is he getting... Like, is anyone getting a good performance out of him? I don't know. I
0: don't know. Yeah. I mean... So... All right. So now we, we've met our cadets, and it's this. you know, it's the very standard story of like these three or four i don't know these three or four are the the top of the class and you know they you know and they they keep make they keep having this voiceover from eric roberts talking about like oh you'll you'll get a bunch of students and some of them will be good and some of them will be exceptional but others stand out and it's like they're even better but like they're, they're, like, fucking show-offs. Like, that's yeah. all... Like, th- like any other... Like, if this was in, in the real world in any other position, including military things, they would have been kicked out of this school so fucking fast because, like, they're toying with, like, billion-dollar equipment and, like, falling it out, like, making it fall out of the sky. They would have been uh, booted.
1: They also managed to destroy every plane on this base.
0: Everyone yeah, they kept getting in planes and crashing. Them, they get, like and it was great. what <laughs> It just it did it just didn't make sense. So <laughs> uh, so we learn a little bit about the people, and you know, it's very generic. Honestly, we don't learn anything about them. No. there's no backstory really behind them. We get like some like fake jokey backstory where someone was like, You know, where Eric Roberts even says, like, this is million-dollar equipment that belongs to the United States. Like, you can't treat it like the BMW your daddy gave you at 16. And the one guy was like... Oh actually you know my my dad left when I died when I was 12 and you know my mom was a single mom but like it's kind of played for a joke mm-hmm. so I, I don't really can I don't really count it as a real backstory because even he's like I don't give a shit it's kind of a rags to
1: riches um, story certain like no it's it's not that,
0: that's not what a rags to riches story is so maybe look that one up uh, <laughs> when when you've got some time um, <laughs> and uh, yeah so so you know we get the idea that these are the top the top pilots in this school, but they're also kind of, you know, they're also kind of, uh, slack offs i guess so uh so anyways uh, a bunch of bullshit happens that doesn't matter and then eventually our stealth plane you know we see them flying the pilot is is dying for some reason and he's like they're like hey wake up like we gotta go and he's like they're like are you gonna make it and of course he's the only one that knows how to fly for some reason Mm um and uh and he's like I've got this. Um, I'm. I gotta take us in hot. We're gonna land. So he calls up the local base and he gives these like this is uh, authorization code fucking bullshit. And the other guy's like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, what's up, guys? What what are you what are you doing? And he's like, we gotta land immediately. And so they land. And then the guy just fucking dies. And I thought that was hilarious <laughs> that he was. They were like, we did it. And then he's just like, eh. And just like, he dies. And they were like, oh, that's a shame. Um, and so, you know, everybody comes out and they're like, what are you doing here? And it's like, this is top secret, man. Like, you can't tell anyone. Like, And then the the four pilot people are like oh, watching it happen as they were like running laps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, are they going to keep their mouth shut? And Eric Roberts is like, I mean, no, obviously. <laughs> But uh, yeah, totally, wink, wink.
1: And the one who, like, has already proven that he, he can't hack it as a pilot and, like, also, like, possibly not as a, a soldier, which, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not making fun of him for that. Like, good for you, buddy, for realizing that, like, right. your skills are in mechanics and not in pointing guns at people. Um, <clears throat> he's the one who calls home to tell, like, oh, sorry, like, I can't make it for... For the holiday doesn't say like oh they're keeping us here because like we fucked up he's like oh yeah something important is happening i can't tell you what wink wink but i can't come home and like he's being super shady about it and like one like his buddy walks in and he's like oh yeah sorry i was just i was just calling my sister and apparently that call got, gets intercepted by the russians because of course and so but the russians how? now know that like this is the place man
0: but that's the thing, like, how did they know, like, how did they know to tap his phone?
1: The implication is that, like, he is, like, a mole or something like that, but then they never play that's that what, out at all.
0: The, the whole movie they imply, because they keep cutting to him and him being all, like, suspicious looking, hey, super where they're like, cagey the whole time. they're like, how did the Russians find out? And, like, it cuts to that guy, and he's like, yeah. pulling at his collar, like, uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. For some yeah, reason, he like, puts
1: on a hot dog costume and he's just like, we're <laughs> yeah. all trying to find the guy who phoned the Russians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking reference. Uh, and it's just, it's it's weird, and I just, I, I don't understand, but you're right. They definitely made it, sit like, all the way to the end, they made it seem like he was a mole or something, but, like, it was just super weird. Like, yeah. it, it was the worst misdirect, or they he was supposed to be the mole, and they just cut that scene out. Which, because, like, it was really fucking weird. It was very suspicious, very I, circumstantial.
1: I honestly believe that, like, someone involved in this film wrote him as uh, as a plant or as, like, a spy or something like that. But, yeah. like, I, I feel like this is a situation where, like, various people involved in the, the making and filming of this movie did not communicate at all. Like, maybe— right. Maybe the you know the the writers wanted him to like just be phoning home and it gets intercepted, but like the director wanted it to be uh, a mole or something like that, and then later forgot that he wanted that or something. I don't I don't know, but it feels right. like that because it doesn't feel like anybody knows what's happening.
0: No, yeah, the whole movie. Um, so anyways, you know, the, the other military people are there and they're like, all right, we gotta, you know, you gotta take us to, I don't know, insert this other fucking military base that they, they've got to go to, to like deliver this thing. And they're like, so we got, we got to go. But just as they do, the Russians find them in the base. And so now the Russians are there in the base and they're, you know, they're invading. And now they have to fight them, I guess. I, I don't.
1: Okay. So this is the, and the other thing that I absolutely fucking hated about the, like, nebulous location of this film uh, is that they also refer to it as international airspace when it is clearly in Mexico.
0: Right. Well, so that's the thing if they're over mexico like because they were like oh if they if they do this like then it becomes a full-on war but mm-hmm. at the moment it's just a skirmish and i'm like i don't know man kind of feels like this is a military operation like this is an act of war <laughs> and like
1: i obviously don't know the, like, and the other of-
0: side of the fucking hemisphere at this point
1: yeah and the, i don't know the ins and outs of uh covert military operations around the world but They try to do this whole thing where, like, you don't even know how often this happens, like, completely under the radar and, like, not even the president knows. And someone's like, oh, plausible deniability. Like, someone just really loved the term plausible deniability and wanted to write that in. But, like, it doesn't really make sense because I don't think that things like this really do happen without, like, bringing some attention. Because typically when the armed forces of two major powers meet, even in a skirmish, that flags on someone's radar,
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, man, like, you know, even when this movie was made only two years ago, there definitely are cell phones in every fucking country of the world, and, like, someone is calling up and being like, yo, Mm -hmm. I just saw two fucking helicopters, like, chase after a jet, and then then the jet shot one of them down, and then the jet crashed into the ground, but, like, a toy soldier parachuted out of it, (laughs) and, uh... Hang on, I'm sending you the video. Boop.
1: You know, like that. so this would At least twice. There's a hundred
0: percent like
1: footage of someone supposedly having ejected from their plane and parachuting
0: and it is very much a
1: toy soldier
0: <laughs> it's a little green army man like toy soldier thing 100 but
1: also like where the fuck is the russian carrier or whatever that is launching all of these short-range uh aerial vehicles because they're like they're launching helicopters like gunships and yeah. like a couple of like state-of-the-art like modern super jets and like those yeah. are coming from. They're not flying from Russia to Baja California in those things, and just like happen to make it in time to fuck with these covert ops people. Like right, the Russians are there somewhere, and I feel like, like somebody would have noticed that. Especially with our, our, like we didn't, we have like a not not uh, you know not insignificant uh, fleet force in the in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, largely to pick up on stuff like this when it happens, I think. Right. I think, again, I I don't know, but that seems uh, logical to me.
0: A (laughs) hundred percent. Like, that's the thing. Like, the Pacific Ocean is really fucking big, but, like, we have military bases in Midway, like, that would pick up all of those things on radar and be like, hey, those aren't ours. Or, like, all of Mexico would have been like, hey, those aren't ours, because they had to fly over the Pacific Ocean, right? Like, they didn't come the other way. Yeah. You know that's just logical. So they had I mean, to fly out from like the the most eastern part of Russia.
1: This thing, like if this were set in the like mid twentieth century, you could have sold me on like, oh, these were like like based off of, like a, a Russian base in and around like Cuba or something like that. Like sure, you could have pulled that. You could have done it, uh, <laughs> but it being now very clearly now ish, you know, modern times. Where are they stationed?
0: Yeah. 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 It would have, it would have raised flags, but anyways, so, you know, it comes down to, you know, they, they maneuver their airplanes and they do a bunch of shit and then they, they finally like everybody blows up, they blow up all the planes. And so all of the the recruits and the remaining black ops people are like all together and they're like, all right, you know, if we get you to our top secret, you know, extremely experimental plane, can you children, students, you know, you're what, 22? Can you uh, fly this plane that uh, nobody in the world has ever flown? And they're like, uh-huh, but first, can yeah. you repair it? <laughs> can you repair it first? Right. Even though they're not mechanics, they're all literally just uh, pilots in training at that. <laughs> and then, so they're on their way to get it. They get busted by the Russians. There's this weird sniper thing where he just starts, like, picking off. So he kills all of the Black Ops people. Um, you know, the the one like guy like plays hero and you know they kill the they chase the Russian guy he gets in his helicopter with the the special crisper with the CRISPR. the CRISPR! and they fly off he flies off in his plane shoots him down and this is the other part so they don't go that far right they're not that far and all of a sudden they land back where they thought where we said the first time where the first scene takes place where is there snow in Mexico
1: there so there is a, a, a small change like string of mountains in the Baja Peninsula uh, which uh, presumably would be part of whatever the the um, south of the border equivalent of the um, the Rockies is I, I do not remember okay. off the top of my head which mountain range that is uh, is that the Andes? I don't basically, know. I found Basically, the, the same mountain range essentially stretches, like, all the way from, like, Alaska down to, the, like, the tip of Chile. Uh, but it has different names depending on what region. So, like, the Cascades, the sure. Rockies, the Andes, et cetera. Uh, there is a small, like, if you look at the maps, you, you can see that there is high elevation. Uh, so, they keep referring to this, this area uh, as high-altitude desert. So, like, conveniently, the base... Is in the desert portion, but they go like 30 feet and they're up in the mountains uh, and it's snowy. And so that, like, on the one hand, I will give them credit for picking a location that allows them some flexibility to say, oh, we're in the desert. Oh, we're in the mountains. But it's a right. little too convenient that they just, like, basically, like, jog up to the top of the mountains and hide in the trees and, like, set traps and whatnot. Also, also. Hmm. So they're, they're setting traps. They're setting like spike traps and trip wires with, uh, with, um, grenades where like it'll pull the pin and explode and all this stuff like that. And one of them starts telling a story about like his uncle in Vietnam and how like, you know, they would get like nasty infections because the, uh, the opposing forces would line the, the spikes with shit, uh, which is a, a form of biological warfare that actually does happen. Um, and they're like, we're not going to do that, are they? He was like, we're not savages. And I'm like, oh, that's right, because Vietnam, Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese people defending their homeland; those are savages. I get it. I understand now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this fucking hell, man. Fucking movie. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So you know, in the end of the movie, uh, you know, eventually the the main guy Barrett uh, does actually get a hold of the last Russian guy. They have a little bit of a battle. Uh, you know and he finally gets the the, CRISPR the CRISPR. and then f- <laughs> flies out on the cool super duper plane thing uh and and then that's the end of the movie and we get a voiceover from uh, from uh, Eric Roberts who you know the the quote uh, Caleb said in the beginning like, you know, uh, I often wonder what would have happened had Lassen and his men landed in any other training base, but luckily they landed in mine. And I was like, you know, you did a really good job of making it seem like you were the hero of this, when in fact you did, you even were like, I'm gonna sit in the base while you guys go fuck around with all these Russians. It's not even clear where he is most of the time.
1: Like, do they put him in a bunker? Like, at one point, I think he's just sitting at his desk chilling. Like, he probably like found a, a bottle of something. Like, it.
0: Yeah. And like, well, because there was there was the one where the guy was like, okay, you know, sniper girl, you go and do the sniper thing, and pilots, you go get ready, blah blah. blah. And he was like, uh, you know, general, do you have a, a a place like a bunker to be in? He's like, I'm going wherever you are. But then he's not. He where definitely, he is
1: definitely doesn't go where they and then go.
0: later after after like they confront the russians for the first time he's like okay go get that last guy shoot him down and uh all right i'm gonna be back in my office like hanging out but like there's definitely still russians on this base right like we know that there were russian snipers on this base and he's like ah, i'm just gonna go back to my office i'll be fine
1: at one point they say that they're they, they they see eight following them into the hills into the mountains whatever and then they see five and they kill all five and then they get back, and there are two holding their, uh, their men hostage, and like they've strapped a bomb to the, the mechanic guy who didn't want to be a soldier anymore, uh, right. who may or may not have been a spy. Uh, yeah, he and, put in
0: for a transfer. But they,
1: they don't, like,
0: here's the thing, like,
1: at any point, Russian guy... Could have just eliminated the whole thread. Like he had them all clustered together, been like, had pow, the pow, pow,
0: pow. Like they Taking the thing, and walked away. He
1: even says to like one of his uh, one of his comrades, uh, he's like, you know, keep an eye on them until I get away with the, the the package and then kill them. But if they move, kill them. And I'm like,
0: so just kill them. Just fucking shoot them right now. But like, <laughs> right, detonate like the bomb. N- Well, that's the thing. Like he has what he was after. It's not like he was holding them, being like, "I need to know. Like, give me where is the package or give me information." He's holding the package, has one strapped to a bomb, another one is holding a gun to him, and snipers trained on him. And he's like, "Okay, guy. Now, no funny business. Yeah, nobody trying to walk away. I'm I'm gonna gonna turn
1: my back, and you better not
0: try to escape. (laughs) I'm gonna try to trust you. I'm not looking. Are you? You didn't? Okay." Like, just fucking shoot him, man. Like, it was pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so ends our movie. So should you watch this movie? No. Honestly, no. No. I can't. But if you were like, I, I don't know. Like, if you had to choose between this and Top Gun... Maybe maybe you would watch Top Gun, but honestly, I think I would pick this over Top Gun just because I feel like it would be a lot funnier to make fun of. I mean, yeah, like Well, Val Kilmer. If I Top Gun, I, I would I would watch Top Gun just for Val Kilmer. I feel like there was a story in
1: this movie that could have been somewhat interesting, but the writing was so bad. And the continuity so errors were so bad that like I couldn't even try to enjoy the like bullshit, like shoot 'em up action of uh, of the story. Like, is it just like it just took me out of it completely? I keep hoping that one of these days I'm going to find an asylum film that is just like so fun I can ignore how bad it is. But that has not yet happened.
0: Yeah, it it is not today. I will tell you that much. Yeah, I you know I think if I were to rewatch this movie or, or rewrite this movie. I think I would have kept the general idea of the plot. I think I would have made it less of a, less of like a generic, we've got this bioweapon thing. Like, I, I would have, I would have solidified that a little more, but I would have spent more time developing the, the pilots because like, I'll be honest, I could not tell the three dudes apart. Like, yeah. The three, the three white guy, uh, the three of the four, because one is, is uh, a woman, and they're very obvious that it's a woman because everybody hits on her and makes comments to her, like, while working. Yeah. Like, while, like, flying their billion-dollar airplanes. On open comms. Right. Like, it was a little ridiculous, but they all kind of looked alike to me. Mm -hmm. So like I, one, I would have cast everybody different, uh, most everyone different, but I would have developed their stories out a little more. Like I would have shown the bond between all of them instead of like, they spent so much time just having them just like fuck around and do like very generic, like, you know, oh, yeah, well, you're in trouble for doing maneuver, so you're going to jog a lot more. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. But then they're, like, playing football. And I'm like, bitch, you have time to play football? Mm-hmm. After, like, getting in trouble? Like, you didn't get in trouble then. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, that's not how this works.
1: I also would have liked to see more flying in the movie about planes.
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, there really was only the two scenes. Like, we got the one generic scene where they definitely just uh, shot video of one plane flying and then just cloned it on the screen. <laughs>
1: Did you catch the time that? Um, so one of the the Russian helicopters uh, was behind, like uh, one of the the the, uh, the fighter jets, and the other pilots were coming up behind the Russian to take it out. And we see from their vantage forward, we see the, the Russian uh, helicopter and the American fighter jet ahead of it. But then it switches to uh, the reverse angle from the, the, like the, the lead plane. And the, the, the fighter jets aren't behind the helicopter. <laughs> They're not there. Like, they didn't, even, they didn't even put them in there. They also That's... CG'd a flag. There was a waving yeah. flag that was very much not real. And like, yeah. that is some Polonia Brothers bullshit
0: that is definitely like just record a flag man like <laughs> they are they are fucking everywhere you can, you can find one f- for, th- for not a lot of money you don't even have to spend the money they are everywhere you can find a flag to film And, like, I mean, just just go to, like, any major building and they'll have a gigantic one. With how
1: little care that they made for continuity uh, in this movie, they absolutely could have filmed that fucking anywhere. They could have gone and, like, stepped outside of, like, someone's house or, like, a bank or anywhere and filmed a fucking flag and spliced it into this scene. It would have been just as believable. In fact, it would have been more because it was
0: real. There's military bases in New Mexico. Just go to a fucking military base and fl- do their flag. I mean, like, obviously they recorded at, like, a at an airport. The airport didn't have a flag. Like, they were at an airport that looked like a military base of sorts. Anyways. Yeah, I think I would have rewritten that. I would have added in more. I would have got either gone one way or another. Either the black ops people like gone into them more like about their mission and everything, and then have them land in this airport thing. And then these, you know, just randos need to help or the other way around, you know, really get to know the pilots and then the black ops people land. And then you just go from there. The problem is, is that I just didn't care about anybody. No. And so like every time someone died, I think I even like giggled a little, <laughs> you know, like when the one guy got sniped, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, not that guy. You know, because like nobody had any redeeming qualities. Like even the black ops people who were supposed to be like all cool and badass were not. No. They were fucking boring. Yeah. And like everybody was just the whole movie is just generic. I think that's that's really what it came down to. The movie is generic.
1: There was there was no there was no heart in it. Even yeah. like even in like a rah rah military propaganda film, like usually there's some sort of like emotional backbone to it that like makes you wanna cheer for the, the quote unquote heroes.
0: Well, that's the thing. Even in in Top Gun, I mean, you have that whole moment where he isn't that the love lift us up where we belong thing, where he goes in and he gets the girl. No, no, no. That's that's a different Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> um, but there is there is like a love scene in Top Gun because there's like the scene where they're on the motorcycle and then like they're doing it and stuff like that. Like there's like there's like a, a relationship in that scene where Tom Cruise is with a with a girl. Thank. You. Um, weirdly enough. Um, give me, yeah.
1: give me the romance between the, the, the pilot and the mechanic that I wanted. Like, give yeah, me that. Right. Like,
0: That's what that should have
1: been. Like, let that be <sighs> the, the, like, you know what? Like, like everyone hitting on the, the one woman, all right, that's fucking played out. Like, give me, give me that, that, that romance story. Yeah. <laughs> I want your bad romance. I felt it. I felt it there. I felt the tension It was, and they gave us nothing.
0: It was very subtle, but it was there. Um, yeah, so there it is. So Top Gunner is uh, available on 2 TV. If you are the type of person that watches movies after we tell you not to, <laughs> um, like go, we're not your dads. Go for it, man. <laughs> if this is if that's your thing, go for it. Uh, you will have a lot of good times yelling at the screen. Um, you know, maybe it's a good way to vent frustration sure yeah. it caused a lot of frustration for me, but maybe that's your venting of frustration <laughs> is by watching movies like this.
1: I will say that uh, Rivas Dorsey who plays uh, whatever the uh, the main uh, uh, Lassen so the like the yeah, yeah, yeah head of the the uh, black ops team uh, on his IMDB profile has a great selfie with Eric Roberts
0: hey see he was probably like yo I get to be in a movie with Eric Roberts right <laughs> like I don't even care that the script is only eight pages I this looks fucking
1: awesome like, we're just we're fucking winging it the whole time and Eric Roberts right. is drunk as shit I, but like fucking deal I, I got a photo to prove I was there like right, I, would, I would, that's 100% I would do exactly the same thing
0: no totally I would absolutely work with Eric Roberts just for the sake of working with Eric Roberts in a heartbeat I don't care how bad the movie is <laughs> known that agents um yeah, so there it is. Uh, you know, guys, we're sorry we didn't uh, actually watch any of the movies we intended to watch this April. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: mistakes fools. were made.
0: We're we're fools, I guess you <laughs> could say, April fools, if you will. Um, and uh, but next month. Uh, we're, we're we're slipstreaming into the multiverse Ooh. all month long. So Ooh. uh Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out in like a week, uh oh, shit, as of right. as of the airing of this. Uh so we are going to do a whole bunch of cool multiverse movies for you, uh, and you know if you want to know what they are, um, at the first of the month you want to check our website. That is what is that address, Caleb? And that would be
1: thenahoyt.com, uh, okay. where uh, we always, without fail, uh, 100% uh, on day one of the month, have it completely up to date with the uh, the upcoming uh, movies that we'll be watching this uh, this month, with links to trailers and where you can find the movie streaming if available, which uh, is one of our rules. That we, we do our best to make sure that they are available for you to watch somewhere. Uh, and speaking of movies being available to watch somewhere, just below that is our contact form where you can uh, you can drop us a line with a, a movie that you want to hear us talk about. And, uh, you know, our only rules is that they have to be available somewhere where, where like, the average listener could go and watch it if they want it. And you can't be, like, the only place to get it is at, like the, the local branch of the you know, Peoria library or like the dollar bin at uh, the, the last, you know, electronics boutique in the world or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and don't bum us out. Don't have to be like so yeah. heavy, serious, like bleh, that we just like hate ourselves for watching it. Like make us hate ourselves for other reasons.
0: Right, right, right. We don't need your help to hate ourselves. That's that's the moral of the story. I mean, um, you've seen what we've watched this month. Like we, we're doing fine on our. <laughs> own. We, we're 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 okay. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, like we have done like two hundred and thirty episodes. So like, if you happen to request a movie we've already done, that's okay. Thanks for requesting anyways. We just got one uh, uh, a good friend hell uh, requested that we do Rare Exports and we actually did cover Rare Exports and a we few years ago. It, it was Fucking a great great, great movie. So good suggestion. We love where your head's at. We already did it though, but love where you're, love where you're going with it. You're, you're on. You're thinking the you're thinking the right way. Yeah. So yeah, you know thank you about. for that suggestion. Hell yeah. knows what we're about yeah that's right uh yeah so so there it is so again next month all multiverse movies very very exciting uh hit us up on social media if you haven't already the nahoit podcast the n-h-o-i-t podcast on both twitter and instagram you know we'll tweet out when new episodes are live but if you haven't yet go ahead and hit subscribe uh, sub, 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 subscribe. Sub, subspace, sub subscribe. Wow, wow, wow. You know, we super appreciate it. And of course, leave a rating review if you can. And if all of those things have already been done and you're like, what else can I do? Share with 100,000 of your closest friends. It is
1: the least you can do.
0: Minimum. All right, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next time in-
1: A father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.